Lords of Grantham fans, Dave here. This week, on a special episode of the podcast, we're opening up our Patreon vault and releasing our review of the 1987 classic film, Dirty Dancing. Now, you might be wondering why we're giving away a Patreon bonus episode for free when we haven't had our Patreon open for almost a year. And the answer is that this November, in about a month, we're reopening our Patreon page so you can sign back up. And we've got two Downton Abbey-themed tiers for those that are unaware, the downstairs and the upstairs. For $1 a month, you can join the downstairs tier and get entry into our patron-only Facebook group. We could talk all things Downton Abbey, The Crown, uh, Rey Mysterio and his family, and all other Lords of Grantham things with fans and Corey and myself. And for $5 a month, you can join the upstairs tier which gets you access to the Lord of Grantham Lounge on Facebook, as well as a monthly bonus podcast where you get to make the decisions of what we do, what we watch, what we listen to, and what we talk about. This uh, particular review of Dirty Dancing came from our good friend Estelle, who's one of our earliest patrons. So that's really cool. And we talk all things there. We, you know, we take your feedback. So we've talked Star Wars, we've talked Harry Potter, Fast and Furious, and a whole lot more. So it's not all down. It's not all British period drama over there. There's a whole lot more. And to make things even sweeter, if we reach our monthly goal, every single patron, both upstairs and downstairs, get to participate in a monthly Q&A with both Corey and myself. So that's a whole lot of awesome stuff that you can look forward to. A lot of interaction with us, a lot of content. And when you sign up, you get our entire bonus backlog, which is lots of movie reviews and other discussions. So that is really cool. So... All that's there. This week, we're uh, letting out the Dirty Dancing review, which we did last summer. And this is a movie that Corey really loves and has a history with and that I have uh, very little connection to. So, hope you enjoy. It's a little different flow-wise from what we do with Downton Abbey and The Crown and uh, The English Game, but we really enjoy it. And this is the kind of stuff that we do for our fans. So, please, sign up if you like, if you can. Otherwise, keep supporting us however you are. Thanks very much. She's out of my league. Just a fool to believe I have anything she needs. She's like the wind. Hey, Patreon subscribers. We are here. And... We are having the time of our lives. Yeah. You know, we got some hungry eyes here. I can just keep making references to the soundtrack, you know. I can't. Oh, I am so ready for this. So, thank you for joining us this week on... This month. This month on the bonus episode of the Lords of, Lords of Grantham podcast to talk about Dirty Dancing. What better time to do it in the thick of the summer when the film takes place? This movie does drip of like summertime. a humid summer. Yeah, well, it's the Catskills. That's where it it's, takes place. It is the Catskills. Yeah, it's Catskills, at a lake that historically it's actually no longer there. It's actually run dry. Uh, global warming and uh, lack of rain there has uh, removed the the famous lake that you see here in Dirty Dancing. That's funny because we are annual visitors of the Catskills. Yeah, and we, I believe the phrase that our friend's dad used as to why the Catskills dried up was. Airplanes and the internet? I don't know. But Connor's dad always yeah. said something like... I don't know how that affects, uh, affects water levels, but... Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like a cushy a resort that yeah. 
It's like a couple hours drive, but a couple hours flight is Mm -hmm. Florida. Yeah. Or Myrtle Beach. So, yeah. So let's kick this off properly. Dave, what is your context to Dirty Dancing? What did you know about the film beforehand? I always, (laughs) I didn't, I don't know the difference Mm -hmm. in my head because keep in mind, I had one older brother. Yeah. No female cousins that I spent a lot of time with. Sure. My mom, we had a a one TV house. Mm -hmm. So it was always sort of like, there was nothing ever chicky going on, chick flicky going on for us. Mm -hmm. So I always get this and Footloose mixed up. That's fair. So I thought this was the movie where dancing was outlawed. (laughs) So I'm going to this movie. I'm like, something's got to happen. When's the person going to die from dancing? Going to kick off your Sunday shoes. And then uh, it didn't happen. So I didn't know. I mean, I know the song. Yeah. I know I like Swayze and Roadhouse as much as one can like Swayze and Roadhouse. Is that your context for Swayze is just Roadhouse? Yeah. All right. I never, I, I don't have any, like I don't, I've never seen, I saw Ghost once. Okay. Did your, and, did your, did your mom watch Dirty Dancing or? No, not to my knowledge. Huh. Well, 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 there will be a reveal at this end of the at end of this episode that may shock you to your core. Okay. We'll get there. But, uh. All right, that's a good uh, that's a good approach. What so, is, what about you? What's, oh, I Dirty Dancing is part of my life. Uh, I mean, I, I I can't say that I watch it front to back a lot. I, I don't think I can say that at all. I've seen a lot of bits and pieces because it it's my mom's favorite movie. My mom's favorite movies literally are uh, it's American Graffiti, but then like Grease and then Dirty Dancing. And, so there's a theme there. Oh, she loves period pieces. And not necessarily that. Yeah, maybe a little bit of that <laughs> music. And then hot men in like tight shirts and, and like uh, pompadours, like slicked up yeah. with a little Superman curl. Yeah, uh, she also loves Top Gun too. My mom. Okay, so so, so good music, seventies, eighties, hot dudes. Yeah, uh, so I actually ended up watching this movie again with my mom just because I feel like she hadn't seen it in a while. So I was like, "Well, let's watch it together." My mom could not stop commenting every five minutes how hot Patrick Swayze is. He's a handsome man. He is. I mean, you can see why he became a star. Like. uh I like it takes like half an hour of the movie for us to even get a, a semblance of who he is. Yeah. And then it's literally about, I say you could take a half hour of this movie. It was just reaction shots of baby looking at Patrick Swayze and just like gasping <laughs> repeatedly throughout the movie. And it reminded me of the scene in Roadhouse that Swayze started in where he gets up out of the bed and he shows his butt and the woman audibly like, you, you almost see saliva coming out of her mouth as she sees his, Swayze's butt. But keeping in mind that she has spent the night with him. Yeah. So she's already seen his butt. Oh, no. Well, that no, not in Roadhouse. Oh, not at that point? This woman comes to visit him, and he just walks out of bed with oh, his Oh, yeah, butt. that's right. Yeah, because <laughs> Roadhouse is crazy. So That but, would be a fun one to do for this podcast. Love Roadhouse. Yeah. Well, let's talk about Swayze for a bit, because he's an interesting character. He's not a great actor, I don't think. He has a lot of charisma, a lot of natural charisma. Like, but he does do a good accent in this movie. You think? Of he's, New York He's like a, like an urban... I kept getting confused by his accent because he would try to do that New York flair, but then he couldn't hide the fact that he's from Texas sometimes. Yeah. Uh, Well, I didn't realize this was the Catskills. I thought it was just sort of like, I thought this could have been like a great lake. Okay. Or it could have been Massachusetts. Yeah. Yeah. But I think Swayze knows his limitations a little bit. Like he, he's a kind of a choosy actor. He only has about 50 credits on IMDb. May he rest in peace. May he rest in peace. It's been 10 years now, actually. Really? I know. Right. So, before this, he was in The Outsiders as one of like the gang. He was in Red Dawn. And then he really broke through in the miniseries North and South on TV, where he was one of the soldiers on there. And that's where people noticed him. And I think that led to him getting this role in the movie. Was uh, he a dancer prior to this? Yes, his family has a dancing history. He has a brother who's an actor, too, Don Swayze. <laughs> he has over 100... He was in Sons of Anarchy. He hasn't been in like, a bunch he's of things. He's in Sons of Anarchy? 
he was like maybe for an episode. He's been in a lot of things, man. Don uh, Swayze. Don Swayze doesn't doesn't roll off the tongue like Patrick Swayze. No, not quite the same. Uh, but he did have a dancing background, which helped for this. This and then the funny thing about Swayze, though, that I think adds to his legend is that he pretty much has like two major hits, and like that's that's it. Yeah, he did Dirty Dancing Ghost, and, Ghost, and, and everyone's it. like done for life. And then he follows up with Point Break, which I think is a trifecta. In between is Roadhouse, which is great all on its own, but, but it's Roadhouse, his own theme. Roadhouse it lives in its own world. Yeah, and Point Break is a great movie, and that is like the th- the third capstone, I think. And then he went and made City of Joy, like I think it was like some personal passion project that didn't do well. Then he did Two Wong Fu and Thanks for All Whatever, and then uh, Donnie Darko, and that was it. That that's was right. He's the like the motivational speaker in Donnie Darko. Yeah, and that that's Swayze's legacy, and it's just like he really really didn't act that much, but he didn't have to. He left his mark on culture. If he hadn't passed away, he would be having like a Kurt Russell like renaissance right now. I would put money on. Yeah, I want to. He would be doing something for sure. He would be. He People would be him. in a Marvel movie. Yeah, he's a handsome guy still. He, I mean, he was up until he was a handsome guy. People he was a handsome him. dying guy. I remember. Yeah, he still worked pretty far into his cancer. Yeah, yeah, that show on that aired. TV show. Yeah, after he passed. But um, so anyways, this is claimed to fame, and we'll get to the soundtrack eventually. But I think the soundtrack so much adds to his legacy and my fascination with him as in his celebrity. It, what, it, he doesn't sing on the soundtrack though, right? Are you kidding me? Is this the one where his songs are on? Yeah. That's we'll get to the soundtrack, but I know you used to play. Is it Raise Heaven and Hell? No, that's from the <laughs> no. So we'll get to it right now. So Patrick Swayze has only recorded four songs that we know of. Mm-hmm. One for Dirty Dancing. Uh, you can guess it later, Dave. Uh, then two others: Raising Heaven and Hell Tonight for uh, <laughs> classic song. From for, what movie is that from? From Roadhouse. Oh, that's from Roadhouse? Yeah, and then there's Cliff's Edge from Roadhouse. So he did two songs with Roadhouse soundtrack. Is the blind guy on the guitar on those songs too? I don't know if Jeff Healy's playing the guitar on that one. Uh, but uh, those songs are a hoot. <laughs> there's no other way. There's like tribal drums and they're like, it, it's weird. And then he has a, a fourth song for Next of Kin, which is the movie with Liam Neeson and um, Bra- uh, Bill Paxton, where they're like a brotherhood of like, Law outlaws, and he, he has a song called "Brothers" on there with Larry Gatling, a famous uh, gospel 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 singer. But Dave, what song do you think he sang, sang in the soundtrack? Did he, did he do "Time of My Life"? No, <laughs> you don't know the song he did. No, he did. She's like the wind. <laughs> okay, you have. You, I want you to listen to this song. Like, if you can put that on, "She's Like the Wind," you'll know it as soon as you hear it. All right, here we go. This is this is our. Uh... It comes at a, a pivotal moment in the film. It's when he has to decide between uh, giving up his bonus and disappearing without a peep, or coming back. It's, I don't know if this is on Spotify. Yeah. Oh, it absolutely is. Because "Dirty Dancing" is one of the most successful soundtracks of all time. She's like okay. You don't know this. I mean, it's, I don't have an attachment. I'm waiting for his, waiting for his voice. Oh, his voice is one of a kind. All right. Just let get to the chorus. This is what people pay for this. He co-wrote the lyrics too. 
Getting a little cell phone buzz. <laughs> the way he carries that note kills me because he clearly can't sing that well. He he does it though. Is are we gotten to have we gotten to the good start point yet? Hitting those notes. He has a decent voice. Yeah. Oh. The sax is great. This song is incredible. And you know why it's incredible, too? It went to number three on the charts. So if you're doing the math, Swayze recorded only four songs in his musical career. His first song, a number three peaking song in the country. And then he said, you know what? That's it. I don't need to have a recording career. So he's like the Lil Nas X of his time. Yeah, his batting average for songs. He's batting 250 in terms of having hits. That's insane. Like, if he wanted to make a, a, a album and with hits, he could have done it. But Swayze's like, you know what? It's not for me. Not going to do it. I'll just record a couple songs for this Roadhouse movie. Next to Ken, you'll get a song. And then that's it for Patrick Swayze's music career. And it fascinates me that he just walked away from money on the table like that. You know what other money he walked away from? For the, a sequel to Dirty Dancing, they offered him $6 million, and he said no. That's a that's good money. He just didn't like the idea of sequels. Yeah. And how I mean, they remedy that? Dirty Dancing, Havana, Havana Nights. Havana Nights, yeah. Which is a prequel. Is he? Is it his character, Johnny? No, he's just a, 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 he's a dance teacher. Oh, is it. he in it? Yeah. They paid him $5 million to be in it. Wasn't that direct to DVD or something like no, that? No, it went to theaters, and it bombed. And they didn't even have him in the trailer either. Which is bizarre to so pay him. Didn't that come out in like 2001 or something like 2004. that? 2004. And it's a prequel? 1958. And he plays Johnny? No, he plays a dance teacher. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. And it fair. stars Diego Luna. From Rogue One. Yeah. Havana Nights. And it takes place in San Juan, Puerto Rico. I almost debated us watching that one instead of Dirty Dancing, but no, let's go to the let's go to the legendary dancing uh Dirty Dancing. The dan- I'll just say the dancing is great in this movie. Is it dirty, Dave? Is it dirty enough? Oh, it's real. It's dirty. I thought he, the movie was rated at R because of the dancing. <laughs> they are dry rating. It, it, thrusting. You can see why the woman went crazy. Yeah. You know what? It, it reminded me of Walkhard. Okay. When Dewey Cox works at like the Black Blues Club. Mm-hmm. And they're just like, I just want to play music so women dance erotically. <laughs> There's a lot of erotic dancing. And it's funny, I read Roger Ebert's review after re- watching this movie. He gave it one star because he said, the movie's called Dirty Dancing. It's not dirty enough. And it's like, what movie were you expecting, Roger Ebert? It's dirty. It's pretty dirty, I thought. It's very dirty. It, this movie so, was so wildly successful, it spawned two copycat movies that came out on the Footloose. same... No, that was four years earlier. Three years earlier, in 1984. Uh, three or four years later, there's Lambada... And then The Forbidden Dance. And I think Lumbada actually is The Forbidden Dance. But those are two separate movies that came out in the same day. Knocking off Dirty, Dirty Dancing. Dancing. One of which Lambada starred Melora Hardin, who's Jan on The Office, who starred in the Dirty Dancing TV series spinoff as Baby. That's a lot of, that's J- a lot Jan, of facts. Jan right Levinson there. Gould? Yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So that's a lot of facts there about the what came after Dirty Dancing. But let's get back to the movie. Let's, did, get, let's get to the movie. What did you think of the movie, Dave? It was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a, not my favorite. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it, I think there's this weird, like, if you have, like, your 80s movies, there's a, mm-hmm. there's a certain, like, um, careless pacing to a lot of 80s movies. Yes. And I feel like, like, I love, like, Pee-wee's Big Adventure and the Gremlins mm-hmm. movies and Back to the Future. Yeah. And they, like, 
there's like a breakneck pace to those movies. But then like this movie, it's like meanders around for like half an hour setting mm-hmm. the table and then just goes. Yeah, the last 20 minutes was like, oh yeah, there's a big performance there in two days. Are you going to perform it? And then there's our finale. It just comes out of nowhere. Yeah, I, I went to pee. And I paused the the video. Yeah. And I was like, there's 10 minutes left of this movie. Yeah. And, and there you go. And I really think that ending of the movie really brings it all together. Oh, yeah. It and looked- it's, it, I think the one of the most genius things in the whole movie mm-hmm. is the whole score is like the time of my life. Yeah. In the background. Yeah. So like the legacy of the movie, everyone knows the song. Mm-hmm. But you got to think like as far as just like earworming. Yeah. Like you're watching this movie and you're hearing like. On the piano, dun, 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 dun. yeah, and you're like, all right, I like that melody, and then it's like they're teeing it up, and he, I like, Johnny walks into the, the 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 country club or whatever the resort with like a seven inch record. He's like, I I always close with my dance. And yeah, he's got the record in his hand. Yeah, and so the irony of this is, uh, I talked about this movie with some friends who did like ballet and dance and everything. And they, they did choreography like for people who came in there and stuff. And a lot of wedding couples would come in and ask to do the choreography to the Dirty Dancing final scene. And the thing is, there there isn't actual choreography. Like, there is some, like, initially, but it's very much a blend of different dance styles and whatever they're doing on stage. And then it becomes whatever. And it's, you can't... Oh, yeah, because there's the part where he jumps off the stage and he just starts, like, shaking. And the baby's yeah. just standing on the stage, like... Eh. Yeah, and then the entire crowd knows instinctively what Swayze's doing in the follow in step, which well, I love. It's all like the young people. Yeah, and you, Dave, you know I'm I'm a fan of uh, dance films. I, I have seen Step Up, uh, Step Ups two through five. Uh, I saw three through five and three through five in theaters. Still mm-hmm. haven't seen Step Up one actually because there's just not enough dra- dancing I've heard. Okay, Wh- which I've actually heard is the closest to a Dirty Dancing actually. Uh, the first Step Up, but uh, I watched a lot of dancing with um, So You Think You Can Dance. Which had Kenny Ortega, who choreographed this movie. He he directed uh, High School Musical, the choreographer. Okay, of this movie. and he um, he choreographed like Michael Jackson's "This Is It" tour and stuff. Like he is like one of the famous choreographers. So like this is legit dancing on this movie. Oh, it's very legit. Yeah, uh, and so I I appreciate what dancer was in here. I, I have a new respect for Swayze's dancing abilities. Yeah, I mean it's, he's a great dancer. Yeah, yeah, and you know who kept up with him though? Baby Jennifer Grey. She is. Pretty good. I like so once the movie kicks into high gear, mm-hmm. and it's like I honestly didn't quite get what was going on. Yeah, when Penny is like, "I can't do it. I'm pregnant," and oh, it's yeah. like, "Oh, I gotta go get this taken care of," and then she's like, "Baby can do it." Mm-hmm. And then it's just like, "Like, what are they talking?" About? Like, yeah. it just starts moving. The yeah. ball starts rolling. It's just happening. Like, oh, she's gonna dance with him. Okay. And then, then they start this montage, and they don't tell you how much time is passing. Yeah, yeah. It's like, this is a, this like a day? It's across is this the summer. Like a week? Yeah. But are they, so this this family spending the whole summer. I thought it was like a couple of weeks. Well, I think the thing you're forgetting is the movie kicks off with narration where she talks about how it was before the Beatles were a thing, before JFK was a thing. So it's her remembering this. So it's all kind of a blur to her, I think. You know, it's just okay. like all her memories and stuff. And it also leads me to think like, oh, she didn't stay together with Johnny after this. This is her remembering her first love. This is like all that. Like, you know, so Johnny didn't get his bonus. He probably didn't end up getting the girl. Oh, he got that bonus. Are you kidding me? For the dance at the end, it just won everyone over. He they, got his job back the next year. I guarantee you. I, I they saw him hooking up you. with seventeen year olds. She's seventeen. No, that, that's plot of the movie. You look it up. She's seventeen. How old is he? Twenty. Well, I mean, I I don't know in the movie actually. In real life, she's twenty seven and he's thirty four when they're filming this. Uh, so I don't know. 
he I don't think it's there's nothing <laughs> that changes the entire film if he's if it's supposed to be some sort of illicit affair. No, I think she's just of age to, like to make it okay and everything. Um, <laughs> sure. Yeah, I don't know, but yeah, hopefully he got his job back. I think the whole stuff with Penny is terrifying. Yeah. No, it's like I was like this movie's really having a botched abortion. Yeah. And this is like a hit mainstream hit film. People love this. It's one of the most widely talked about. Like what? <laughs> Why? Okay. Because this Robbie guy is just a jerk. Yeah. He just has his way and that's it. And then, uh, yeah. I think this is for a movie that really is about like three characters. Mm-hmm. It has a nice fleshed out background group. Yeah. Like the sister uh, to baby. Yeah. She's great. The dad is great. The dad is Jerry very good. Robach. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, the like businessman, owner of the resort. Yeah. Yeah. You're trying to hire like Yale doctorate students. Newman to, from you know, Seinfeld is there? Wayne Knight. Yeah. Who knew? I didn't know he was in Dennis this. Dennis Nedry yeah. from Jurassic Park. Yeah. He's great. Yeah. And he, I like he has like the intercom voice. So every mm-hmm. time there's like, come down here for shuffleboard. Yeah. It's like doodle I can see how like this movie won over audiences because I think it, I think Ebert missed the point in like the dirty dancing not being dirty enough and everything. There's just chemistry between. Uh, oh, the chemistry is palpable. Yeah. Between Swayze and Jennifer Grey, which allegedly they didn't get along between scenes and then they had to work on it and then they got along. But, uh, that really sells it, and the soundtrack too. But Dave, what did you think of Jennifer Grey? Isn't she in? Is she Ferris Bueller's sister? Yeah. Okay, she's the one that like she historically kind of lost her she, star power pretty quickly. Yes, because she got a nose job is what they chalk it up to. She's good. She's really good. Yeah, she's got that look. She she's pretty. I don't know why she needed to get a nose job. Yeah, yeah. She uh, she's also married to Clark Gregg, uh, Agent Coulson from the. Marvel MCU scene. Hey, yeah. Good for cool. him. Yeah. Um, she also won number one in Dancing with the Stars season 11. That makes sense. Well, you'd be surprised though. She, the summer that Dirty Dancing came out, she got into a car crash with Matthew Broderick uh, in Ireland where Matthew Broderick drove on the right side of the road in Ireland because he maybe forgot that he wasn't in America. He drove head-on into a Volvo and killed two people. Broderick did? Yes. And uh, her, she got whiplash and compressed her neck, and she's had severe um, neck in, like uh, injury or pain her whole life. But yes, Broderick killed two people. This is You can look it up. He did. And uh, This is that's terrible. And they broke up thereafter because of her guilt and everything uh, wow. associated with it. Yeah. That's terrible. I was going to say, was Gary Busey on the other side no, of that? No, 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 no. So anyways... Jennifer Grey, uh, so much potential. I wish she could have done more. She's she was great. She's great in this movie. Yeah, she's very good. Her relationship with her dad really brings it brings it together. Yeah, and I think that when she's dancing alone, you just get that charm mm-hmm. when you can like be by yourself on screen and and yeah, and make people like believe in you. And it's iconic when they're crawling on the floor towards each other with like uh, you know mouthing the lyrics to the songs and everything. And when they like the, the part, I think it's, it's. I just thought in my head. Like they're really, dra- like they're, they we need to justify them like being in love with each other because mm-hmm. they're like the part when they're da- doing the jump in the water or the, yeah. the and you can like see right through a shirt and he's like <laughs> it starts to fall off and he like fixes it yeah but he's like trying not to be a skeeve about it yeah and then they kind of smash cut to them being in bed it's like all right well let's just not wait around whereas movies today they like tee up like oh they're gonna have their first moment it's just like no they had it. <laughs> And done. Penny's like, what are you doing? Don't do this. And then they do it again. They do it twice. They do it a lot. 
Yeah. Three times, I think, that we'd see. I, I don't know. Because yeah, she sneaks out and so she's going to play like cards or whatever in the hall. Yeah. And then Smash cuts to her naked in the bed with him. Which apparently there was nude scenes and they cut it out to keep it PG-13. So, smart call on their part. Keep it for the kids. <laughs> with that, abortions I mean, in the movie. Oh, my it, God. It really is a good, like... Yeah. It's a good middle school movie. Yeah. You know, it's a, definitely a good, like, coming-of-age movie to watch with your friends at sleep. And her relationship with her dad kind of reminded me of, um, you know, like, Say Anything, that kind of thing, where, like, the daddy's little girl and stuff, like, coming-of-age and stuff. And uh, it's just so well-played in this movie. Like, when he's crying on the deck, like, his disappointment in her, like, you feel it. You feel for him. It's like, man, why did you only do Law & Order? You can act so well, Jay. Yeah. Uh, and then when he, like finds out that Robbie was the guy who, uh, who knocked up Penny at the end, and then, like... He apologizes to Swayze. It's like, God, he's so good. The tears in his eyes are so good. The tears in her eyes are so good. This That's such a beautiful relationship. Yeah. It just really... I can see why it was such a, a smash with audiences. Yeah. This this movie was a huge success. So, it made $65 million at the box office, $150 million overseas. That's it, a lot of money overseas. But I guess dancing is sort of the... It's universal. Universal language. Yeah. But the soundtrack is really what put this movie over the top. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it went 11 times platinum. But it's all like 60 songs, most of it, right? But that's the thing. That's the effect of this movie. So one song, Do You Love Me? Do You Love Me? Do You Like It Like This? Do You Like It Like This? You know, mm-hmm. Do You Love Me? So that went to number three in 1962 because of Dirty Dancing. It went to number 11 in 1987. Wow. Think about that. That's, That's like Bohemian Rhapsody in Wayne's World. Yeah, like coming back around. Like, what is there equivalent of that today? There, I mean... Lana Del Rey just came back to the charts after six years. But not with an old song. Yes, yeah, so, well, not that old, a six-year-old song. Well, this is 25 years between Yeah, them. exactly, yeah. But, so this sounds... Well, Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. But the movie soundtrack. I guess... Came it, back. Yeah, okay, all right. It happens. It happens. No, but this is cool, cool very cool. Yeah. And, and yeah, it's a lot of 60s, but then, you know, there's three major hits. There's She's Like the Wind, Swayze, classic. Yep. The video's great. It's black and white, and, like, you can barely see. It's it's so good. But then there's also Hungry Eyes uh, okay. by Eric Carmen. They play it in the movie. It sounds a little bit modern compared to the rest of the soundtrack, but, you know, Hungry Eyes. I was singing it to myself, actually, earlier as I ate a piece of pie. It's the best, like, song for, like, eating food. Just, like, Hungry Eyes. And then you just, sure. yeah, because you're hungry and you there's the food. And then afterwards, and you, you, everyone's got eyes. And then afterwards, you sing to yourself thunder thighs because that's what you had because you had those hungry eyes. Is that like a weird owl song? Or no, something? that was just something I said to myself. Oh, so you got you're in the parody game. There we go. Yeah, yeah. And then of course we along so hungry eyes went to number four. She's like the one went to number three, and then time of my life went to number one. Of course it did. Yeah, but I was gonna say, speaking of things sounding modern, time of my life does not sound like a '60s song. Really. I, th- I was saying that it has that feeling. I think it does a little bit. I don't know. I don't think so. The, Maybe it's just because I associate it so much with the 80s. Yeah. But I think it has the... I, it made me think of the scene in um, Back to the Future when Marty plays like the Van Halen style guitar solo. Yeah, yeah. And people are giving him like weird looks. Like imagine Swayze walks in with a swagger into the scene like, <laughs> I'm gonna dance. Yeah. Put my song on and it's just... I'm having the time of my life. Well, it doesn't start out like that. It has swagger to the song. Like the boom, bump, 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 bump. You know, like... What 60s song has that? Do you love me? (laughs) Do you like it like this? It's just a man. People are like, what is this? Yeah, it won the Academy Award for for Best Song. It should have. It deserves it. It won the Grammy for uh, Best uh, uh, Duo, the pop vocals. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, this album went 11 times platinum. 
they came out with a sequel album called More Dirty Dancing. <laughs> really? Yeah. Is which is another ha- time of my life? No, just more sixty songs. Uh and yeah, no, it was it took the world by storm. It really, I think, elevated the movie. Like it, like you see some movies are like, okay, this movie did okay, but then the soundtrack comes out and it's like it makes the movie a bigger deal. Like Star is Born is a bigger deal because of its soundtrack. Yeah. Uh I'd say even like Suicide Squad from a couple of years Guardians ago. Guardians of the Galaxy, definitely. Yeah, definitely. But Suicide Squad had freaking that Twin and Pilot song that was played everywhere. It's like, oh yeah, that terrible movie it's associated with. It can it can lift a movie. Yeah, a, an album, a soundtrack cut. Godzilla, nineteen ninety nine. Huge. Yeah. Well, I mean, Will Smith, the artist of that of you know song with the movie. Uh, but yeah, when you have a winning movie like this with a soundtrack like this. I mean, I understand why it was. It's a phenomenon, or it was a phenomenon. They had a tour, a live tour. The, did Swayze tour? I don't think Swayze toured, though. I don't. I don't know. Would you go see the Dirty Dancing tour if it came back around? <sighs> I don't know. I mean, I'd probably take my mom to it. I think, but it's hard to replace Swayze. Like, yeah, one of a kind. That he just so much natural charisma in this movie. Like, who? He just he was thirty four. Like he like you'd think his prime is gone, and like he just owns it. So easily. Baby, yeah. you don't put baby in the corner. 98 on the AFI's top 100 quotes of all time from films. You really did your research on this. I know this movie. But, uh... You Wait, don't put, 90... What was it? 98 out of uh, 100. That's still... It's on the list. For like a, yeah. uh, like a teen girl sleepover movie? Yeah. yeah. And he's so confident when he says that line. You don't put baby in the corner. He's like, hey, baby's dad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let me tell you something. Yeah, let me cut a promo let on you. Let me tell you something, brother. You don't put baby in you the corner. You don't put baby in a corner. What you thinking? Um, yeah. No, that was a... Uh, that movie's a... Uh, it's a good one. It's a classic. Yeah, anyway. I mean, I, I, it's, like I said, I, maybe I got to it too, too late. Yeah. I definitely did. Yeah. I also like the little subplot of the old lady stealing wallets. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> like, we got the fingerprints. Yeah. She's like, I know who did it. I know who did it. How do you know? Because I spent the night there with him. And that well, old so like lady. I saw stole. the old lady do this, and they're like, yeah, yeah. but you have no, but he has no alibi. It's like, well, I like that she, she grows, she takes the takes the hit. Yeah. She doesn't have to. Yeah. So, do we see, watch Havana Nights now? <laughs> it's a no. prequel. No. Do we need to watch it to understand Dirty Dancing? I, I, I understand Dirty Dancing. Okay. All right. Will you Dirty Dance now? Will you lift your girlfriend? No. Yeah. That's what it's all about in that, that choreography is you just got to do the lift. That's the, I do think that that montage is like very long and fun. And then they're like, we need to put emphasis on this lift. Yeah. And then when she doesn't do it at the like the club scene, mm-hmm. they're like, oh, I didn't do it, but I did everything else. Yeah. And then they do it at the end and that's what makes it all come together. Yeah. And they call the shot and it's rewarding. Yeah. So we have power rankings. Wait, wait Dave, was this a good movie? I mean, we've been talking about it. It's, I think it's... I don't being a male who missed this yeah. at a young time. It's it's good. <laughs> well, let's get to the power rankings. Okay. Who's down, Dave? I think the sister Lisa is number three. Really? She's having a good time by the end of the movie. There. She can't sing. I know she can't sing at all. <laughs> no, and she looks nothing like her like uh, Jennifer. Oh, not Gray. at all. No, they could not be further apart. Um, at number three, I have uh, Neil, the the guy who's always trying to get uh baby's attention the, the oh like the son yeah no yeah. no um the the you know he is the son right? yeah yeah like the nice uh guy or whatever who's just lame yeah yeah the when dumb. he like walks in on them like oh wait he's here oh okay well <laughs> and what was the whole thing too with like swayze has like a prostitute kind of low-key where he's like going in the houses of like the guy's wives or whatever yeah, to like keep like him a- happy <laughs> i want to know more about that like <laughs> 
Well, I mean, I, that makes sense, yeah. right? But he's like, I'm done with that life. I'm not doing this anymore. And then Baby's so pleased with him for like turning down a, a wife. Yeah, not being a male hooker anymore. Good, good for you, Swayze. Swayze's like, I'm just running around. It's the 60s. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting paid women. really well. I need my bonus. I need my, I need to come back here next time. I'm going to be in the pavement <laughs> workers union. What a weird scene. My dad's getting me in the union. Good like stuff. really? What do you want to be a day laborer? You want to like put up sheetrock? And you know why this didn't last? Is because she was going in the Peace Corps. It wasn't meant to last. But yeah, fine. Yeah. All right. So who's number two, Dave? Penny. Same. She got, she had a rough go in this movie. And the dad is so good. Yeah. 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 He helps her out. He actually yeah. checks on her after he helps her. Like that's good. I wanted to make mention of the fact that like this is a real trope of like a doctor having like the doctor's bag. Yeah. It's like hold on, let me get my stuff. <laughs> yeah. So when you think like a doctor goes on a plane, it's like, oh, I got to check this bag filled with medicine and needles. and Just in case someone gets sick on this plane <laughs> right now. And number one, who's worst? Robbie. Yes. And just so you know, he died four years later in real life. From what? <laughs> a heroin overdose. Really? <laughs> uh, according to Wikipedia, his personal life or his, uh, his biography was that he did hard drugs and heroin for research for roles and then death is died of heroin overdose while researching for role oh boy it's not a a full biography so um rest in peace uh max cantor sure (laughs) yeah i feel poor guy (laughs) yeah thank god this is going to the public uh, yeah so our patreon listeners don't download this and share it with your this guy's family we're not laughing as we just feel guilty now putting him down but yeah had to happen number three though on the up the dad yeah Jake Hausman. Good, good, good dad. Great good, dad. Great turnaround. And when he's like proud of his baby. Yeah. Number two. Johnny. What? No, number two is baby. No. Baby's number one? You don't put baby in the corner. That's why. Yeah. That's why. No, I got Johnny number one. I'm sorry. <laughs> why? This launched Swayze to mega stardom, okay? <laughs> this is like your Star Wars review. This is, we're looking at, if you were to look at this in the movie, baby wins. Her father re- is, likes her again. It's true, she does. She puts on a hell of a show. Yeah, I, he had the time of his life. I guess she had the time. They both win. I think maybe they yeah, both. Yeah, sort won. of like two and one. <laughs> yeah, they had the time of their lives, and so did we. Well, he's gonna go like put up sheetrock for the rest of his life. That's true. That's true. But Dave, the, the thing I wanted to get to that may be a revelation to us is, I know you know we talk about movies that were number one when we were born, and you, you have the Dundee in your blood. Crocodile Dundee Two was the number one movie in the country when you yeah, were born. It's in my DNA. <laughs> yeah, you are, you are Australian by nature because of that. And for me, it was Coming to America. So I have Eddie Murphy a little bit in my blood. Okay. I can't wait for Coming to America Two next. Coming year. to America. Yes. Is it really that? Yeah. Oh boy. Uh, but if you do the math, Dave, nine months before we were born, what was going on in the country? Dirty Dancing was not a summer movie. It came out on August 21st, and it was number two the weekend you were potentially conceived, because you were June 4th. It was uh-huh. number two in the country to stake out with, uh, with uh, Robert Dreyfus and uh, Emilio Estevez. So it's either stake out, or the music of Dirty Dancing. Did my parents Dan- to go see Dirty Dancing? <laughs> or the music inspired them. Who knows? I don't think my dad would have gone to see Dirty Dancing. The Doobie Brothers were on the soundtrack. That's true. Well, I guess they would. The Doobie Brothers? <laughs> I according I don't know I gotta check the soundtrack again but it had a lot of songs okay so there's a chance Dave that Dirty Dancing is the reason why we're here we're both nine months removed well, it's your mom's favorite movie so it's much more likely for you yeah if I'm, my I'm, mom liked it so much I think I would have known she just maybe subconsciously she just heard the music she heard she's she like the, the time wind of her life <laughs> yeah and my, my my both of our baby brothers are home <laughs> yeah and here we are today man thirty year thirty one years later sure yeah. 
So there you go. Mind blowing. Yeah. Okay. Hope you enjoyed this episode. <laughs> I mean, if you like this kind of content, let us know. <laughs> I will say this is easier than like finding more Downton stuff to do. Yeah. If you want us to steer in another direction, we'll do that too. To, yeah. To the, the, the handful of really generous people that donate to keep this ship afloat. Mm-hmm. We do this for you and I will watch whatever movie. <laughs> Havana Nights, man. I would watch Havana Nights. It's nice. 84 minutes. It's shorter than this one. I would. I would. Okay. We'll I think there are we'll see. there are more better there are better uses of our time. John Slattery's in the movie, and so is um, uh, what's her name, the blonde from the January Jones. Okay. And Diego Luna. <laughs> All sure. right. We'll see. We'll see. So throw some more suggestions our way. And the Grand I know Lounge. Estelle yeah. did give us a long list that I would dig through. Yeah. But uh, maybe like a pilot of a TV show? Sure. An album? Anything. Anything. It, yeah. We'll, we'll see. Not it. the Dirty Dancing soundtrack because we already covered that pretty thoroughly. Pretty thoroughly. All right. Anything. Yeah. So we'll catch you on the on the regular on the Lords of Grant the podcast. Yeah. Bye. Bye. <laughs>